do our live look in, Gas. All right. Oh, we just got the goal, too. I almost oh. got it. It is Mitrovic, the goal scorer. Oh, that time. Oh, even looking. This time. Serbia has just scored on Switzerland. Good. Switzerland doesn't stand for anything. They're always, you know, oh, they're always in the middle. So good for Serbia. <laughs> they're just trying to be neutral, Puck. They're trying to be a place where a neutral, you know, can reign. The Sir oh, I where? Brilliant. A brilliant cross from Dusan Tadic. That comes oh, right I love Tadic. I got my fantasy league. They named this well, this is why. Look, positive, perfect placement. Okay, I'll bid. That was pretty damn awesome. That was great. That goal that was, was pretty sweet. Perfect placement. That was uh, fantastic. So Serbia leads uh, Switzerland 1-0 in the sixth minute. That just like kind of sent a big, interesting situation into Group E now. Because Switzerland Switzerland was the favorite in this match and looking pretty comfortable to move on in the group. And Who's in and Group suddenly, E? Who's going to move on from this group? Well, I knew that these two were the teams that were playing for that second spot. Who's the top team in Group E right now? Well, this is the thing. You're, it's sending a huge thing through Group E. Yeah. Well, yeah. Where, yeah I, don't, I, I don't know. Gr I don't know Brazil. Brazil, of course, at the top. Well, because everybody just Brazil. settled down. Brazil's moving on. Man. Yeah, they are. But th this was for the, for the second spot in the group. So there you go. Well, wow. we've got a great match Serbia. so far. So Serbia leading Serbia. Switzerland. 1-0 there in the, uh, the sixth minute of the World Cup. All right, the uh, 2018 Freezing for a Reason uh, is back today. I mistakenly said Tuesday. Uh, but today, raising money for Protect Our West, benefiting the Wildland Firefighter Foundation, charity supported by our friends at Coors Light. Uh, so join the group. Join the boys today. Uh, Ian, Softy, and Fane, 1-7 to seven at Jackson's and Issaquah. Uh, they'll all be there, freezing for a reason, broadcasting live from a cooler. I've did it for a, never, a number of years. The highlight, really, of this trip was because they they play the um, they got the show on the speakers in the, in the gas station, so everyone can hear. It. And we would just sit there, really, for three hours, uh, mocking everyone going to the, getting the hot dogs. Yeah, that's all we would do. You you, you have you're really anti hot dogs. Not mocking. We would just comment commenting. Hey, that gentleman is he going to get the funyuns to go along with the hot dogs? Yeah, it was always a highlight. We we always had a good. Did, time. Could they hear you outside? They could, yeah, they did could you hear everyone. Hey, well, if you're, they, if you're on guy, pump eight, uh, please come in. Your credit card's been rejected. One guy did come in, and then we, you, you guilt everyone into buying Coors Light because it's yeah. fantastic. So they're going to have an on uh, on air auction to bid on items uh, from the Frost Brood Donation Center starting at one o'clock. Coors Light. Whatever your mountain, uh, climb on. You got autographed baseballs from uh, Kyle Seeger, Nelson Cruz, James Paxton. Autographed football from Cliff Averill. Uh, also during Softy's show, you got a lunch for two with the Husky Honks and Jack's Grill. Minimum bid two hundred dollars. I think I'm going to start off. I would. I would bet 300. you three hundred. I, I would bet you some of the brave men and women who have fought wildfires yeah. in this state. I would bet that after a full day of doing that. You might have had a Coors Light once or yeah, twice in your right. life, huh? One or two. Can you imagine standing there fighting in like hundred degree weather out on yeah. the east side and just uh. getting and, and you're out there trying to put out a wildfire? How and, thirsty you'd be! And we're reaching that time of the season, right. especially over in eastern Washington. You know something's going to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, so, a uh, uh, big props to those uh, men and women who fight all the uh, uh, the the fires, uh, wildfires over in eastern Washington, everywhere, but especially over in, in eastern Washington. Uh, for more than 140 years, Coors has celebrated special uh, Western heritage and appreciation for the kind of old-fashioned values that never go out of style. This summer, they'll donate up to $250,000 to the Wildland Firefighter Foundation. Uh, donation applies to cases of Coors sold in Alaska, Arizona, California, Idaho, Nevada, Oregon, and Washington Coors Light specials today. Coors and Coors Light pack of uh, eight teens and bottles, thirteen ninety nine. 
You know the God uh, bless America, right there. And, and this will be something that it just because of uh, we're, we've talked about where I am in my life, age wise. This will be something that you probably don't know anything about. But there was a time when Coors was only available in the western part of the of the United Mama. States, and it was a delicacy in the Midwest yeah. and the East. And I remember when I was in college, there were a couple of guys that you know because you're dumb in college. Sure, drove from Indiana to the Colorado State, <laughs> or maybe it was Kansas. Maybe you could get it in Kansas, but they they yeah. drove you know several hundred miles. Packed their car with with you know, cases and twelve packs of Coors. This was pre Coors Light days. It was all Coors banquet beer, and brought it back and sold it at a premium. It. And you you would have thought. I mean, they were returning from the moon as far oh, as we were so concerned. So good, especially when the mountains are blue. Oh, yeah. I love myself even a Coors uh, a Coors banquet. All sure. right. So Baker Mayfield and people have their opinions on Baker Mayfield. Uh, I you, I love Baker Mayfield the player. At times, you know. The things that he's done off the field, if, if he was another player, he'd be, uh, he'd, often he'd be more criticized than he actually is. But anyways, if you're on the fence with Baker Mayfield, I think you're going to love this exchange he had with Colin Cowherd. I think this is yesterday or the day before on his show. So I guess Colin Cowherd has been an outspoken critic of his. Right, of his know, antics. Of his antics and everything he does. And so he invites him on his show, and Baker Mayfield goes on his show, uh, and then they uh, they begin you know talking about... Uh, the game against Ohio State and a specific play in general. And Baker Mayfield, I mean, just had the absolute perfect response for Colin. Saw this, and I'm like, oh, Baker. You play in Ohio State. I watched every snap. You were, you know, gloriously talented guy, right? And then I see this play right here. Now watch this, Baker. And you throw a touchdown, and instead of, now I don't like this. I'm going to tell you right now, how come you're not, what? Where are you going? Where are you going over there? Our band is over there. Our student section's right there. And then straight back to our sideline. What about your team? Did you watch the rest of the game? I watched the whole game. You did? So you saw me celebrate with my teammates like the three touchdowns before that too? I don't like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. You pulled the one clip of me running right there to our fans and people that traveled well to that game, first of all. And then you didn't show the rest of the clip of me going to our sideline? No, no, no. You you have to go to the sideline. You're not going to go to the hospital. Well, where are you going to go after the touchdown? You're not going to go... But you're act- acting like I just ran away from everybody. Well, you did, but then you came back and circled to the sideline. This is a, what is a five-second clip of you showing me, and then I'm off the screen right there? I'd like you to be with your teammates. Uh, watch the rest of the game, I was. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know you went back to the sideline. No, no, no. I'm, go Watch the other touchdowns. I got very excited on that one. So you think my accusation that this doesn't... This isn't the fact that I feel like you're going for the fact that I'm not a team guy. I'm selfish. Is that what you're shooting at right here, or what? Um, it is a no. I don't think that. I think you. I think sometimes your judgments just a tad off. And I think the NFL is a judgment league because the the game is so fast. Mm-hmm. You have to make the windows get really really tight and really really small. You got to make decisions really really fast. In college, you got that Orlando Brown guy. Got a little yeah. more time. I don't love that decision. I don't love it. The celebration. Do you I, see what people do in the league now? Celebration wise. Yeah, no kidding. Hip thrusting. Not a fan. <laughs> not a big fan of hip thrust. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't like when Antonio Brown's doing that stuff. I'm not into it. You know what? Can, have you, do you have your celebration? Uh, and no, I, I have nothing. I have nothing. You're just going to give the ball to I, Apparently, I think I need to just run away. <laughs> I don't know. If you if you were kind of on the fence with Baker Mayfield, yeah. whether or not you liked him or not, Yeah, maybe I mean, that pushes you in the direction of liking him more. Now, now, Furness and I kind of crossed paths with, with Coward. He, we were, when we were in Portland together, he was our mm-hmm. morning show guy. 
And so, but we he was like a classic morning. Like once he was off the air, he was done. Right, like you never yeah. saw him again. Yeah. And like no one ever talked to him. But uh, he can be he can be kind of just like that. Yeah, he's he's kind of. I mean, that's how he always is. But well, God bless it. I love that uncomfortable exchange between both of them. It was great. I, I just. I think that this is an example. There's just too much of this right now. And yeah. so guys feel they've got to create stuff where nothing exists. Oh, sure. There's a great clip online today that somebody has done an edit job of Skip Bayless debating himself, where he's saying, <laughs> yeah, Aaron Rodgers is just from out of this world. And then uh, the, Aaron Rodgers is not very good. I yeah. mean, and, and it, it, Fox, for whatever reason, breeds this kind of stuff. Right. It happens on ESPN too, where guys just feel they have, you know, it's the old thing. And, and well, I mean, ESPN, I mean, to be fair, I mean, ESPN created this, this debate show. Well, and, yeah. And, and that's, and the guy that was at ESPN, what's his name? And he went to CNN and he took it into the political yeah, arena. Sure. Yeah. And it's unbelievable that the idea that what good TV is, is two people yelling at each other. And it doesn't even matter what they're yelling at each other about. Right. Even if it's something as stupid as this guy did, should he celebrate with his team? I mean, what, what is Colin? Was he 80 years old? Yeah. Go straight counts with your teammates i mean and i thought mayfield makes a great point have you watched the league have you seen guys celebrate what do you you know it's it's creating something out of nothing well it is taking a little it was taking a clip of something mayfield was right it was taking a clip of something where he went over if you were if if there's a there's a longer clip out there that shows what he does Mm -hmm. that yeah he goes to his band where the band was right and was celebrating with the band Mm -hmm. and then he's right like on every other touchdown he threw or ran in that game he was celebrating with his teammates i don't know i've I've watched the guy i think you know enough over his career at oklahoma he is like a he would be the definition of a guy who's a team first guy Mm -hmm. right like the guys will run through the wall for this dude yeah it's just his this like i only it's just some of his decisions off the field that may and some of his antics i mean he he can't be grabbing his crotch, you know, and, and towards another sideline. He's got to stop that stuff. Guys who yeah. tend to be animated generally tend to make an ass of themselves once sure. in a while. So talk to him about that. Yeah. Don't. This is making trying to make something out of nothing, and it, and it it, it debases yeah. the entire profession, in my opinion. But Mayfield kind of put him in his place. That's why I thoroughly, which I love. Yeah, yeah I absolutely. agree with you. I thought that that's great to hear that. And here's here's a guy who sounds more intelligent in that he conversation. Did. Absolutely, you Mayfield did 100. And here's a guy who who every single day does I, all kinds of talking and ends up sounding dumber than a yeah. guy who's just a quarterback coming out of Oklahoma. And, and we all do. People in our business are guilty of this one. Uh, guilty of this as well. But. I love when he tried to explain to a future NFL quarterback how the windows and the yeah. throwing windows are yeah. going to get smaller yeah. in the league. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like because of your vast experience yeah. right. of throwing a football, you know the windows are much smaller you know, in the NFL than college. You know, Baker, I've never lost an NFL game. Yeah, right. I'm undefeated. <laughs> He's like the hot lava. Hot lava yeah. undefeated as well. That's right. You're the greatest coach ever. We'll ask Tony Softly about this story coming next. Uh, Tony Softly will join us for his weekly visit. Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. Live looking at Russia right now. Serbia leading Switzerland 1-0. Our coverage, of course, brought to you by a partnership with Fox. We just spent five minutes slanging. <laughs> yes, Jackson. Just uh, FYI here, Serbia, 34th in the world rankings, Switzerland, 6th. Oh, be a hell of an upset. What was the line today, then? You got a line? Give me a, give me an odd there. I, I would assume that Switzerland was heavily favored. Switzerland was just on the attack. Now it's a counter from Serbia. Did that sound okay? I think it's the other way around, but, but yeah. <laughs> well, it would have applied a minute ago. 
I'm trying here. I'm trying. You're so no, a, you're doing great. Look, we a for effort. We appreciate the effort over there. <laughs> yeah. you've, you've learned how to read the clock. You, yes. you're, you're complaining. You're uh, piping down a little I'm bit getting, about things. I'm, getting, I'm, getting, I'm, all, I'm all there. All right, uh, another soccer expert joins us right now on the Bacon Plumbing Hotline. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the great Tony Softly. Hi, Tony. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Who do you who do you have right now in this uh, Serbia Switzerland match? Well, you know, I had Argentina. Ooh. That, that's not looking very good. No. Uh, Messi and the boys are, are, didn't perform well. And uh, with no USA in there this year, you know, that was really my go-to. So I'm kind of wide open. See what happens. It's going to be fun to watch. Mm. Do, do you like, I mean, are you a fan of, of the World Cup uh, style of play and all that? I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to get caught up in this, even if you're not a huge soccer fan. Yeah, I am. Uh, 1990, I lived over in England, coaching American football, and uh, I got it uh, up front and in close in person there, uh, you know, with the English team, and, and I'd gone to a lot of Liverpool games and uh, Manchester United and all that stuff, so I, I'm very familiar with all that, but uh, when England lost, I think it was Germany that year, mm-hmm. uh, the hooligans tore up the town that I was in, which was Blackpool, England. It yeah. was a resort town just north of Liverpool by about 30 minutes. It got crazy, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I love the style of play. Uh, they play that all year round over there. It's a good sport. Having spent a, you know, some time over there uh, and being an American football guy like you are, what do you think or, or or what have you heard out of fans who aren't soccer fans that's maybe the biggest fallacy, the biggest you know, you know, maybe misnomer about the sport where people say, hey, I don't like it because this, and having seen it closer and seen it at a high level of play like you did, what is, what's something that people maybe are missing? Well, you know, I, I think if they haven't gone to a Sounders-Portland uh, rivalry game and hearing the chanting and the fun that goes on there, amplify that about ten times in England. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, you got to guess you got to understand and Puck would appreciate this. Uh, the beer is like eleven percent. So after about two, you're just screaming your head. Eleven <laughs> percent. Don't even know what you're talking about. In yeah, London, it's, it's crazy. Aww. It's uh, yeah, tenants extra is uh, oh. which was one of my favorites was like nine point nine percent. It's right. crazy. But yeah, no, it's just the fans get into it. It's uh, you know, it's that's their big sport. That's their NFL over there, if you will. Sure, and sure. Uh, it, it is treated that way. July twenty. Uh, Tony Softly joining us here on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Our NFL executive. Uh, July 26th, Tony. That's when training camp starts uh, for the Seattle Seahawks. They sold out all for all the fans that can attend training camp. They sold it out and uh, in like 90 minutes. So a little bit longer than they've done in years past when it's been like 10 minutes or 5 minutes. But 90 minutes is still is still pretty good. Uh, training camp. So, again, we're about uh, – we're almost there, a little over a month away from uh, training camp starting. As you gear up to the beginning of training camp – Give me your three top storylines minus the Earl Thomas contract. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely going to be the running back position, uh, then the defensive end position, uh, and then uh, the special teams overall. Uh, I, I, you know, does does Ryan get upseated by the young uh, punter? Uh, you know, how how who's going to be the top returners uh, in uh, kickoff and punt return? Do they do they? Uh, move guys around, get some young guys in there. And obviously, obviously the wide receiver position is huge. You know, after Baldwin and Lockett, it really starts to fade off. And, you know, there's so many storylines going into this camp. I'm just excited to, to go out and watch these guys compete and see them run around. And, and wait, can't wait for that first preseason game, to be honest with you. 
I mean, to a certain extent, you could argue it's the most important camp they've had in several years. I think it was a foregone conclusion the last few years, Tony, that, hey, these guys are going to be good. And even even last year, they were 9-7, and a couple missed field goals away from being in the playoffs. They, there wasn't as much drama in camp as I think there will be this year. Is that fair to say? No, I'm right with you on that. And, you know, just to see these young guys, who's going to step up? And, and you know, I always go into camp trying to, you know, pinpoint four or five guys that, let me just target these guys throughout training camp. Well, I know most of these guys coming out of the college ranks haven't worked for the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl. So, uh, you know, I want to see how they compete with the grown men that are on the Seahawks, those veterans, uh, and who steps up, who cowers down, uh, and and who competes to, to the highest level. And I, I think that's really going to be the key. Uh, and, and, again, the running back position is going to be so competitive uh, with Carson and Penny uh, Davis and the rest of the guys. Uh, it, it's it's going to be fun to watch. It really is. What what you know what we saw there in the uh, the other workouts, the mini camps, and the other workouts that they've had so far. The the battle between Penny and Carson. I mean, both are going to get a significant amount of time, and they're going to be their one two punch. Would you give the edge right now to Carson just based on experience right now over Penny? No, I'm I'm, I'm going wide, eyes wide open. Okay. Uh, nobody has an edge right now. Uh, I want to see. Obviously, they're going to have to line somebody up at one and the other one too. Don't be surprised if Shoddy doesn't put them in the backfield at the same time. Uh, but it's going to come down to preseason touches, uh, and I think they'll get an equal amount. And, and who performs well? Who's going to be able to run with the one offensive line? Uh, who's going to have to run with the twos and still be productive? There's just a lot of that, that plays into that. That. Uh, you know, again, like I said, this is a, it's a dead comment, but it's going to be fun to watch these guys compete. It, it's a young team, uh, miss the playoffs, like uh, Gas said, uh, because of some missed field goals and probably some bad play offensively. Uh, and let's don't give the defense a hall pass. I mean, they they got beat on certain situations that put them in the hole as well. So uh, there's there's lots of room for improvement, and uh, it, it's going to be an exciting season. NFC West. It's gotten better. They've caught up with Seattle Seahawks, so it's time to see what these guys can do. Tony, how has the measuring stick changed by which coaches and staffs and front office judge, say, the two running backs? And what I mean is, it isn't that long ago that there were two-a-day practices. There was a lot of contact. There was a lot of hitting. They had a lot more data to go on. By the time they finally made their decision, they don't have as much hard data now. How it obviously that makes their decision trickier i don't know if it makes it harder or not how did has has the way they judge things changed because of that no i I think the uh obviously the physical attributes on the field you can see that you come in off the field from a personal standpoint coaching standpoint and you grade the film you grade each and every practice uh, otas mini camp training camp uh and, and then you're looking for uh uh mes we call them mental errors who misses the block where? Who can't block on third down? I mean, then you start slowly start positioning guys ahead of each other based off what you're seeing on film and your evaluation process. From from a uh, skill set standpoint, uh, both those guys are pretty even. Uh, you know, they both have size. They both have speed. Uh, you know, I, I think they're both downhill runners. Uh, Carson is bigger, so he's going to bring a little bit more bump. Uh, and Penny's going to be able to run away from some players where – uh, Carson might not be able to. So it, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they actually um, break these guys down. How many carries are they going to get in, in practice? And, and how does that spill over into the preseason? 
so yeah, again, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they put everything together. Yeah, T, we don't spend much time talking about the punters, but I think it is intriguing storyline to me. Was they draft the kid out of Texas, and then they still have John Ryan on the team. Why? Why do you think they've they've kept John Ryan around? That's a great question because watching this young man, I, I've nicknamed him Boom because everything he everything he does, it's a driving punt uh, to hang it, to to drive it to a, a certain position, uh, to angle it out of bounds. I mean, everything it is is power kicking. Uh, five point plus hang times in, in the camps or the practices that I attended uh, when him mm-hmm. kicking. Uh, that's a great question. Uh, the only thing I can think is uh, so he doesn't wear out his leg, uh, because this guy is very, very talented. This well, rookie is very, very talented. Well, just to just to you know, Pete Carroll said you know one of the things that John Ryan is is head and shoulders better than uh, than the kid out of Texas is that his his ability to hold on field goals. I'm like, really? I mean, we, like, why just get the backup quarterback to do that? I mean, we're really keeping John. This sounds like I don't like John Ryan. I love John Ryan. He's been great for the franchise. You drafted yeah. a punter. I have no idea why John Ryan is still around. Is it because of his ability to hold on field goals and extra points? I mean, can't the backup quarterback just do that? Well, you know, I wouldn't put the backup quarterback out there in fear of injury. Uh, that some knucklehead from the other team would just take him out and then you're stuck. Um, but there is something to be said what Pete's talking about. Uh, but there's plenty of time. From when he was when he was drafted until it's it's time to go kick in a preseason game for them to get a lot of practices in both you know uh, voluntary and involuntary. Uh, but the the kicker is the key. He's got to be he's got to feel very comfortable with that holder. He's got to be very very comfortable that that ball is going to be placed at that same spot each and every time to make him comfortable at kicking that. Uh, and I think they can work to that. It's going to take a little time, but I understand what Pete's saying uh, with Ryan. The comfort zone is definitely there. How difficult is it to work in new coaches? They've gotten to know each other, and, and, and it isn't that hard. We were laughing about this last segment. Sometimes those of us in this business, we make up things to be worried about. But there are some new faces now. And, I mean, you you know, when you get new coworkers, you have to learn their quirks. You have to learn what makes them good. You know, Pete has to learn their strengths and their weaknesses. Does that put more pressure on, or is that just something that at this point in Pete Carroll's life, he's a natural at this, he's been through it before, and and this is not a big issue? Yeah, no, he's been through it before. He knows Norton anyway, so that that's not a big deal. Uh, you know, Solari and, and uh, Shoddy uh, are, are new additions, like you're talking about, that uh, he had to learn some of the courts of, of, of the coaches. He's called around before hiring those guys to figure out, you know, a lot of stuff about these guys. But bringing them in, uh, I know for a fact what they did was they had uh, Solari and, and Shadi sit down and and learn the offense that they wanted to keep. So it didn't have to be a big transition for the players. Uh, and, and so while they did that, and you could see the changes uh, during uh, you know the OTAs, uh, and I missed the minicamp because I was on vacation, but the OTAs were uh, exciting to see different movement. Let me just put it that way. Not a lot of different formations, but different things they're doing within the formations, uh, which was uh, which was good. It was it, they're utilizing the talent, and uh, it, it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch. It really is, Tony. We kind of glossed over a little bit. You didn't. I mean, I did. We've talked about like the offensive line has gotten enough of our attention. The running back situation, you know, heck, we're talking about the punters. How worried should we all be? Uh, as uh, you know, as kind of a fan base, as you watch this, you watch this team about the the issues on the defensive end. 
the defensive ends and the defensive line, and specifically guys that rush the passer. It just does not seem like a lot of a lot of depth that they have right now with those DNs. Yeah, it, it, there there is depth. It's just how much talent is within the depth, mm-hmm. and we're going to find that out pretty quick. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, Green is is going to get tested early uh, off the edge uh, and interior pass rusher. Uh, obviously, Clark is going to be able to come in and hold his own. And there's some other guys that have that were on Seahawks roster last year that have some stats that they're going to have to step up. Uh, you know, Jordan uh, is is correct me if I'm wrong, but another knee surgery or another procedure. Yeah, he had uh, something like something back. minor. Yeah, yeah. Yes, has set him back, which was too bad because I was waiting for him to to make that step. And, and so, uh, you know, it's it's uh, defensive ends are like running backs. You can't have enough of them. And uh, that's that's going to be a big question mark. That was was my number two behind uh, when I first started, you know, talking to you guys. Defensive end, who's going to rush the passer? I mean, how are they going to work that rotation? Who's going to be in the rotation? Who's going to start and who's going to follow that rotation? And so, um, I know they were looking for a, a player that could do dual things and interior pass rusher and an edge guy. That's why they drafted Green. So we'll we'll see what he brings to the table early, uh, and I hope it's enough to uh, help deliver some uh, production off that edge. Tony, one of the things you see in your career, it happens here, it happens in a lot of cities now, we're, we're not unique to this, but just the whole idea, and, and, and you've been around long enough to remember when training camp was just training camp, and maybe some people had come out, or maybe they wouldn't, but here the Hawks, you know, they sell out all of their, their 12 or their 13 open practices in 90 minutes, other teams do it too, it's kind of amazing this country's thirst for pro football, that they've created a market around practices, isn't it? And I mean, and I'm not, I'm not mocking anybody here. People are into what they're into. It's just kind of amazing to me to have seen this happen in my lifetime, to where they've actually been able to create something uh, that that is yet another way for fans to experience football, and the fans have have soaked it in. Yeah, they're eating it up. Uh, you know, for two organizations in the NFL, Carolina, uh, their fan base uh, in South Carolina at Wofford College was unbelievable. I mean. Uh, a, a lot more people than at Seahawks. Uh, and then I go to St. Louis, and it was less, uh, but very intense early, but faded late uh, because of baseball. Uh, mm-hmm. Seattle has the best venue. I mean, they've got on the water. Uh, you know, during training camp, it's extremely sunny and hot, and they limit uh, the amount of people who can get there. So the thirst and the fight to get those tickets uh, is, is crazy. And uh, the fans that come out there, uh, they're true twelves. There's no question about that. From kids to uh, older adults, and uh, it's just a fun time. It's, it really is. What's the uh, What's the cigar choice uh, tonight? You sit out there on your deck on the, on what should be a nice, lovely Friday evening. Well, I'm going to join uh, Softy this afternoon from five to six. Oh, I would. I wouldn't that. do that. I wouldn't. You're going to sit in a cooler. <laughs> You're going to go in a freezer. I'm sit in the cooler. Yeah, I'm going to sit oh. in the cooler. I got my. I got my gloves. My hat. I've got everything. I look like uh, now Nick from the north. <laughs> don't, picture, so. don't don't be a tough guy uh, like I. I tried to do it one time and just flip flop shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> I'm going to do a Tatawahe uh, tonight, man. Tatawahe yeah. for the night. All right. I have no that's idea what that is, but that sounds wonderful. That's, that's tattoo in Spanish, by the way. Oh, how about that? How about, very exotic. Have, have a cigar in the cooler. Uh, I don't know if they'll let me do that. <laughs> we'll try. That you don't know that they won't let you, you do it. We don't want a can't-do attitude. We yeah. want a can-do attitude out of you. Yeah. Uh, hey, all they can do is say, put that out. You that's know, right. So. That's, That's a right. fair point, Tony. All right, uh, enjoy sitting in a freezer with Softy. I don't know what's worse, sitting next to Softy or sitting in a freezer. I'm not sure. Uh, I'll let you know. <laughs> See you, Tony. Have fun today. 
Have a good weekend, boys. Yeah, Thanks. there he is. Uh, Tony Softly. He'll be there. I did not, not, did not know that. He'll be there that? with Softy. Uh, Fane will be there, uh, and along with, well, actually, I guess, well, Fane won't be there. Um, I'm assuming since, so- since Tony's going to be there that Fane's out. But he says he's only there from five to six. Oh, so I they, thought I heard earlier right. that Fane is there because I thought one of the charity things is take a swing at Dick for cash. You, you give yeah. hundred bucks and you're allowed to take a swing at Dick. All right, so Furness will be there, Softy, Fane, and Tony Softly. One to seven at Jackson's and Issaquah, freezing for a reason. Uh, Jackson, uh, Jackson's and Issaquah, eight two five Front Street North in lovely Issaquah. They got autographed baseballs from Kyle Seeger, Nelson Cruz, James Paxton. Autographed football from uh, Cliff Averill. A lunch for two with the Husky Honks at Jack's Grill. Uh, all of this freezing for a reason, uh, running, uh, raising money for Protect Our West, benefiting the Wildland Firefighter Foundation 2018. Freezing for a reason. Go out to uh, Jackson's there in Issaquah starting at 1 o'clock. All right, come back. Are you worried about the M's? And we also got to update our poll question of the day. Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. All right, we got to update our uh, poll question, right, our daily poll question. We are in the uh, 47th minute, Serbia leading Switzerland 1-0. Or, or is it 48? It'd be 48, then it's halftime. It <laughs> right. 48th minute or 47th? Second minute of extra well, time, you could say. Yeah, technically it's the 45th minute plus three. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so... <laughs> not that hard. Well, it's hard for, for a, a, a known idiot like myself. You're not All a right. known idiot. So they're We're trying the, to teach you. They're in the what minute again? They were just at the halftime. halftime so. All right, just gone yeah. half. They're at the half. Yeah, All right. They're at the half. All right, it's 1-0. Nil. <laughs> Serbia on top. Our daily poll question, you can vote Jason Puck at 20. We would, I would personally love if you go there and vote right now. Um, what should each girl's next disguise be? If you were not watching the game yesterday, tuned in. They got a picture of a fella sitting in the dugout looking like Bobby Valentine with a mustache and a hood on. That was Ichiro, special advisor to the chairman, John Stanton, Ichiro Suzuki. He uh, he really likes being in the dugout. I don't understand why. We... Go home to your family, let for me ask... God's sakes, let me ask. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So that we're limited on the number of coaches we can have, right? Yeah. I Can't mean, they I... hire him as the bat boy? That way he can hang well, out in the dugout? Well, but the bat boy is, that yeah, would work at home, How about but bat the boy? bat boy on the road, that's the home team has those guys. But you couldn't, you could say, look, you know what, give your bat boy the day, or bring your bat boy in, each rule will be the special advisor to the bat boy. We really don't want each rule running sure. out there to get the bats, but he could be the special advisor to the bat boy. <sighs> yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what, so what really is, was the most resigned, yeah, I've I ever heard in know. my life. It's just, it is just so. I I uh, I just want to know his inner thinking on this one. The man, I mean, he's got kids, right? He has like uh, I think a couple of kids. He's got a wife. I mean, you're done playing. Why just get away from it? Yeah, well, he just go home. Yeah, I mean, and even even if again, this is one of those things where we're probably. You know, I don't care that much if he wants to hang around. It was weird. The dad, you know, I was, I was, when I was interviewing, uh, uh, Fast Eddie for the magazine story Fast that's coming Eddie. out in July. I, I'm sorry, I'll say it again. For the magazine story that's coming out in July. Oh, oh please. Thank you. Uh, I almost tripped over Ichiro. I'm like, well, this is like the time I almost tripped over Nate McMillan, yeah. except Nate was actually playing for yeah. the Sonics at the time. 
But I'm like, what the hell? He's, he's doing those, you know, the wild stretches and stuff. But I mean, you know, whatever. I, I guess what I don't get is if he wants to be in the dugout, why do they not create an avenue for him just to be in the dugout rather than him to have to wear? Well, they can't. I mean, they costumes. can't. There's nothing they can do. So they can, they can move somebody. Well, well, no, they shouldn't move anybody. He's not a coach. Well, you know, he wants to be. Who, a would, part- you, who would you move? Who would we get rid of? Let me. I'll pull up the coach. Could he be a trainer? Huh? Can he be an assistant trainer? <laughs> who know. knows? Look, I'll say this much. Up to and including trainer emeritus Rick Griffin, who I have known and loved for many, many years. No one, including Griffin, knows more about stretching than Ichiro. Well, that's true. So why not make him an assistant trainer? Okay, so you, well, I don't think they can do that. Uh, uh, let's see. Scott Brocious, you want to replace him? He's a third base coach. No, I, I don't think that's right. Uh, no. the Brian DeLunis, the uh, bullpen coach. Well, I don't, do we want each row in the bullpen? Is he sure. going to be willing to go out there? Uh, Jim Brower, he's an assistant coach. We can, we can replace Jim Brower. I don't know anything about Jim Brower. I mean, could you reassign somebody? Uh, you want Mel Stoudemire Jr. out? So you really have a limit on the number of coaches. No, yeah, I, don't, just, I definitely don't want Mel Stoudemire. I want to back up a minute. Yeah, no, I, I don't want Mel Jr. Yeah, out. It's like, it's like any any sport. You just can't have as many assistant coaches as you want. Mm-hmm. But you can have as many special assistants to the chairman as you want. Well, yeah, because he's the... He's the per, I, I, just, I didn't realize this. But when you go to like the Mariners dot com and you look at their you uh-huh. know managers and coaches under it says uh manager and coaches and then staff it does have each year right there special assistant to the chairman sure yeah and uh and then Nacio Cabrera is a batting practice pitcher now do you think do you think that the Mariners think this is funny and they're like ah oh, whatever or that they might say something to each other so you can't do this oh anymore. they probably think it's funny yeah I what if he does it every game. Uh, well, I think it's funny unless, like, baseball finds them. Right. Uh, I mean, I guess they could. Did they find Valentine? I can't remember. I doubt it. Or if they did, it was small. Yeah. And if they find the Mariners, if I'm the Mariners, oh, I'm like, Ichiro, guess who's paying this They're fine? not taking away a draft pick. Right, right. If they start doing that, then I think we gotta have, we got to have a, we gotta reconvene and discuss what we're doing a moving forward. Special stretching coach. Yeah. Uh, so what should uh, Ichiro's next disguise be? You voted in. Uh, it's been a runaway success, Mrs. Doubtfire. The great character played by the late, great Robin Williams. And God, do we miss Robin Williams every single day. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire at 62%. Mulan. Which I have not seen Mulan, and I believe now I need to go see Mulan. Sixteen percent. It's a battle for uh for the last for third place between Medea and Tootsie. Have and someone pointed out on Twitter, has anyone seen Tootsie? Great character, Dustin Hoffman. Tootsie should have way more votes in this right now. So what should his next disguise be? I like your idea of just dressing up as someone famous in each city. Or an icon, a local yeah. icon in each city. Have could, we come up with a good one for Boston? We've Cliff Clavin, I don't Cliff, know. I don't think that's great. I mean, just dress up as one of the revolutionaries. Well, what a historical dress figure. up as Paul Revere. Paul Revere. Paul Revere. Dressed up as Perfect. Paul Revere, yeah. How about Larry Bird? Dress up as Larry Bird. The There's shorts. a Boston. The, the uniform <laughs> and like a case of beer and yeah. the and the that porn stash he used no, to have. No more iconic Boston superstar than Larry, Larry Bird. Bird. I mean, there, there are many. I mean, he, he could. I like Larry come Bird. On. Larry or, Legend. Oh, I got a better one because he remember he didn't know who he was. Tom Brady. He could be. Yeah, uh, remember earlier this year he yeah. didn't know who Tom Brady was. <laughs> How about Giselle? Dress up like his Giselle. Yeah. Sure. Uh, really yes, quickly, Jackson. on the Bobby Valentine, yeah. uh, they when they found out they came back in with a disguise, fined five thousand dollars plus a two game suspension. Well, you so, can't suspend him because what are you suspending him from? Special chairman to the yeah, to special advisor to the yet. chairman. How about if they say we're suspending Paxton from his next two starts? And, no, wait a minute, uh, that's, uh, that seems a little bit overreacting. Five thousand dollars is nothing, right? Yeah, well, yeah, not well, it's to, his money. It's not ours. Certainly not to me or Ichiro. But so, yeah. uh, have you said? No, they haven't done anything yet. I don't think that they're going to find him. I'm with you though. I look. 
if he's in the dugout tonight in a Brady jersey and yeah. a helmet, yeah, 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 <laughs> or yeah. dressed up as Giselle, yeah, Maybe, I say dressed up as a Bat Boy, uh, you can pull that off. Are we worried about the Mariners? Yes or no? I'm not at You're all. You're not worried, Feltz. Are you no. worried? No. New York's a great team. Yeah, New York is the best team by far I've seen over yeah. the three days we saw them. And again, they didn't get they didn't get destroyed. They, the bullpen didn't right. get destroyed. They didn't get mangled. I'm okay with what happened. Can we revisit this on Monday if they get swept by Boston? If if I'm around Monday, yeah, I think I'm around Monday. Why are you around? Where I got a going? week left. I got five days left. Oh, God. you'll be around. First two days on the road. I got two, I couldn't get away from doing road shows. No, I know. Oh, that's fine. It's a fun road trip. It it is, and and I've been. Have you been uh, boning up on your celebrity knowledge in case we need oh. anybody famous? At the well, Russell I want Mc, Well, yeah, McMahon, and then one of the fifteen people from The Voice. Can we get Philip Bailey? Philip Bailey. Also, we'll get him to sing "Easy Lover." Philip Bailey, Debbie Dunning, one of the thirteen people from The Voice. That's yeah. where, and then and then Wilson himself. Yeah, have you noticed Jackson's uh, ignored my pleas for "Easy Lover"? But Jack, Jackson is oh, really a short try, timer no, I did towards me. Try to me. find it. I did try he's to find tried. it. It he's, wasn't in there. There's nothing. There's nothing on like YouTube or anything. Well, I haven't no, looked there yet. Yeah, he didn't care. Nah, is what it comes down to. It's, it's like the same way he's dismissed me as his coach. <laughs> All right, he doesn't care. <laughs> All right, it is uh, coming up in our noon hour lunch with listeners on a Friday. It's we give back to you you give so much to us we're going to give back to you is puck a schmuck uh, for 25 bucks to jimmy max we got five questions you try to beat me if you do you get 25 bucks to jimmy max and then people's court at 12 20 for a gift card to georgetown brewery it'll be simple simple question we'll need 12 jurors to decide worried or not worried about the m's little slump here they've lost four in a row noon hour next